Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. Open our mouth and say something. Oh, praise His holy and righteous name. Oh, God is truly, truly good. Thank you, praise man. Amen. We give God all the praise, honor, and all the glory. And thank all God for all of you that are here today online as well as in service. Pray with me for a moment. Most gracious and all-wise God, thank you for this day of worship. Thank you, Father, for all the servants of the Lord. As we have come together to bless your name, to lift you up, and to worship you. Father God, come now by the power of your spirit and bless us. For we come to worship you and we thank you for all that you've already done and all that you're going to do in this place. That one that is here this morning, Father, that may not know you as a savior. Father, bless them, save them by your grace. That one is here that does know you but do not have a church home of their own. Bless them to consider this place. And we thank you. And Father, we give you all the glory now. Bless your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say. To these thy people and bless them. For it's in Christ Jesus' name that I ask it all. And all said amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We're going to continue with our with the power of love, the one another principle, part three. That's today. And we thank God for the previous two. And we'll begin to read from Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. Galatians 6, 1 through 10. So if you would find that on your, in your Bibles or your electronic devices, Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. And if you're at Galatians 6, verse 1, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. We pray that others will catch up with us if they're not there already at Galatians 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one, In a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whoever, whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. 
For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Verse 10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing of his holy word. You may be seated. Again, the topic is the power of love. We've shared early on that this word love is misused, abused, and we look at it very different ways. But when we talk about the people of God, I think the power, I don't think I believe that the power of God's love will change, will metamorph. It will bless the people of the Lord in the house of the Lord. But so often we are tagged with all kinds of other thoughts. I know that we all have an issue with our old nature. You see, uh, that's the old nature that want to do what it want to do and not do what God wanted to do. But you see, Paul said we have to put to death the old nature so that the new nature given by God to us, we can begin to do something. I, I don't know for the last two sermons that you got the message, but I, I want to end this message and hope you get the message that we need to love one another. We need to put aside foolishness and love one another. It matters, it matters not if you're in the house, this house, or in your house, the schoolhouse, or the White House, or the State House. It don't matter. If we're children of God, we ought to love one another. The enemy loves to take us apart because he knows that we don't really love each other like we ought to. We got our own little situations working, and, and we are playing right into his hands. And we ought not do that. God is not pleased. You see, when we begin to love one another, it'll call a revolution to be in the church. We ought to be that kind of, of people that when people outside of us look at, at us, they will begin to know what God says, that they will know we are his disciples, his followers. How would they know? By our love for one another. We keep up more junk than the world does. I remember being unsaved, and you know, I'm talking to the brothers now. We was in the club, dude. We mad with each other, fussing and carrying on. Come on, man, have another drink. And we all right. We hide in the kite and, and hope we don't go out and drive and get a ticket. Because we're looking after one another. But what about the church? What about the people of God? We are so stuck on ourselves, it's a shame. My mama would say, that's a shameful God. My friends, we, the community of believers, exist because of a fervent love for one another. May we remember this type of love is not generated from our feelings or our emotions. It's not. It's generated as an act of our will. You got to will the love folk. You know folks say th bad things about you, right? You know they're talking about y'all right now, right? Don't pay them no attention. Pray for them, love them, and keep it working. Don't let it trouble you. The Lord Jesus said in John 13, 34, and 35, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. 
as I have loved you, and that you also uh, have one love one for another. How has God loved you? I was listening to Dr. Blocker early, and you can tell that uh, the, you know, I thought we were going to have a tag team. We we'll have a WWF kind of moment. He go preach it, and I'll come and preach. Amen. They would church Dr. Richard, he'll come and preach. Why? God has done so much for him. One day I was lost on my way to a crisis eternity, and God pursued me. Oftentimes we say we're trying to find Jesus. Jesus is not lost. We are lost. But what he's done for me, he saved my soul. And I can't, I, can, I, I can't even stop there. I mean, it goes on and on and on. He blessed me this morning. Woke me up early this morning and started me on my way. I, I felt good. I've got him to put my feet on the floor. Oh! Someone can't do that this morning. As Doc was saying, that we ought to thank God. Thank him. We wait for the big stuff. No, don't wait for the big stuff. Thank him now. That I woke up early this morning. I thank him that I went to bed last night and he blessed me to sleep. Put food on my table. I hope you get the message. What are his commandments? We'll get to this text in a moment. His commandments are the things he has said to us in his word. Dear friends, if you are in the word of God, you'll know what he said. Many of us try to say, well, I don't know what he said. You, yes, you do. You know what he said because somebody's telling you. Then if we know what he said, he said, keep them. Well, what is the meaning of this keep thing? Keeping means we ought to immediately follow or put into practice the thing that he, he said and to make them a part of our lives. In the top of this sermon, he says that you love one another. He's not talking about the people in the world. He's talking about the Christians. About this in verse 35, will all men all know that you are my disciples, you are my followers, if you have love for one another. I think I shared in one of the sermons that I had a little play-acting thing about the usher at the door that wouldn't give you the, you know, the, 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 the thing for the, for the church service. That ain't loving one another. Some of y'all come into church today and y'all look and go, I'm not going to sit on that seat, I'm going to look over here. They don't have COVID. They got the mask on and everything. No, we got issues with people. Get over yourself. And ask God to forgive you and come on and just love one another. When we begin to love one another, the devil don't have a chance. Anybody in here is suffering, the Bible says in James, and any one of you that are sick, Pray for one another, anoint them with all in the name of the Lord, and their sins will be forgiven, and they will be raised up by the power of the Lord. When somebody's struggling or going through something, you don't have to know all the details. That ain't your business. But you know our sister or brother's going through, then put your arms around them and call them on the phone, text them, and say, love, I love you, God bless you. I am praying for you. Matter of fact, I'm praying for you right now. Encourage one another. We love to see each other down. And don't let y'all buy something that I don't have. Here we go. <laughs> as long as you pay for it, I really don't care. <laughs> Amen. Y'all buy what you want. 
You buy a new ride? Go ahead and give me a ride. I'm good. From the Apostle Paul's letter to the Galatian believers, Paul explains the crucial elements of the Christian's love for one another. So let us take note of what he says and, and make a concerted effort to place these principles into your everyday life. And by doing so, you will create a bond that's not easily broken. And our fellowship will be stronger. Our fellowship is not so much about eating because we love, we Baptists, so we love to eat. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But a fellowship that you can talk to one and no one is putting each other down. We got to stop doing that, church. Also, you got to stop gossiping. Amen. My sister will say, if the shoe fit, wear it. So Galatians 6.1, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, any sin, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Dear friends, the, the Apostle Paul poses a hypothetical situation of a Christian who is caught or overtaken by sin. And the responsibility to restore them lies with each one of us. And really, no beginner, no beginning Christian try to do that. We're going to have more issues when that happens. I'm not saying you can't try to, to help if you're a beginner. But we need a, a seasoned sister or brother to come alongside and help. You see, that's called a paraclete. We, the Spirit of the Lord is a paraclete. It is one who comes alongside to help us. And we can be a paraclete one to another to come alongside and help a brother or sister. Are y'all with me so far? You see, the delicate work of restoration must be done gently and with the realization that no one, no one is immune from falling into sin. If you are not careful, you'll fall into sin like somebody else. So watch what you say. Watch what you do. Don't you be putting yourself on no high stature. You ought to be kind to those that lift you up because when you begin to fall, you need that kindness on your way back down. You see, the Apostle Paul gives a warning in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Oftentimes, people get all built up in themselves like they got it all together, like they know all the answers. You don't know all the questions. How do you know all the answers? And secondly, in loving one another, you are to bear one another's burdens. We don't want to think about that. I don't know if you even considered that, to bear someone else's burden. You began to say, well, I got enough burdens of my own. Yeah, you do. I do. We all do. However, comma, my brother in the Lord, my sister in the Lord, if, they, if I can help them in any kind of way, I want to do that. Lift them up. How good it is that someone is encouraging you. How good it is to someone who says, as I asked Lagaya once in an appreciation service to sing my special song. You know, it's about encouragement. Be encouraged no matter what's going on. It's going to be all right. But when you and I encourage one another, I'm not in your business. Don't get up in my Kool-Aid either. But I want to let you know that when you encourage me, I want to be encouraged. And I thank you. When we are down and out, somebody ought to lift us up a little bit. We don't have to get into all of that. 
You may say that was a mistake, but it's not a mistake. God don't make mistakes. We go through serious issues sometimes, even if it's our own fault. But it doesn't matter if it's my own fault. I thank God for my brothers and sisters. Somebody may text me and say, listen, baby, I'm praying for you. Don't you worry about a thing. Whatever you need, I got it for you. Whatever you want, I got it for you. Call me anytime. Text me anytime. If you just need to talk to somebody, I'm willing to talk to you. That's how we ought to be. Bear one another's burden and fulfill the law of Christ. To fulfill the law of Christ, according to Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, is to love your neighbor as yourself. How do you love yourself? Oh, come on, get, get your imagination going. Put your, put your hat on and begin to think about how you love yourself. Okay, since y'all won't talk to me, let me talk to you. I get up in the morning, I'm loving myself. I'm, I'm going to make sure my beard is safe. Take my shower and put my clothes on. And I'm like, like the sisters. We talk about the sisters, how they all up in the mirror. Girl, y'all, they got nothing on us. I get all in the mirror. Oh, I love me. Ain't nobody going to love me. I'm going to love me. And then I'm going to go get myself to eat. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. Because I got a sister that if I'm hungry, she know I just come on over to the house. And husband come in and talk to me while we eating. And we having a great time in the Lord. You see, we got to fulfill the law of Christ. Your neighbor, in this case, are fellow believers of the household of God. I'm not talking about somebody outside of the body. I'm talking about me and you who know Jesus. You are my neighbor. You are my, 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 my brother and my sister. Whatever I can do to help you along the way, to lift your burden and your pain, I want to do it. Maybe I can only pray, but I believe in prayer. I believe that God answers prayer. I believe that when we began to pray that the Bible declared that he's right there where two or three are gathered together in his name he is right there with us and we can pray and, and call on the Lord and before you know it we're having church we're worshiping God and thanking him for all that he's doing hallelujah praise his holy name somebody ought to give him a hand praise because he's awesome So to bear, to carry, or to take up the burdens of one another is love indeed. It's an act of our will. Only those who are mature believers can effectively reach out in love to lift one's spiritual burdens. How many of y'all today, let me have some participated preaching, even y'all online, you can raise your hand, I can't see you, but raise your hand anyway. How many of you had some burdens that you had to deal with? I mean, all of us, we ought to just raise both hands. But you see, we have a God who is our advocate. You don't have to hire one. We all already have one. And I want you to know his name. His name is Jesus. Somebody may ask, how do you spell relief I don't spell it like Rolades, but I spell it J-E-S-U-S. -S. And all you got to do is call him. 
And he's right with you. The Apostle Paul shares a word of encouragement from Romans 15, 1 and 2. We who are strong, no, that's not in your physical body, but it is in your spirit, in the spirit of God in you. So we who are strong ought to bear, hold up, pick up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Dear friend, we're not all strong in the Lord. And when a weak brother or sister is caught up, we ought to be the first one on sight to lift them up and encourage them that it's going to be all right. Don't go with the mind of judging and trying to act like you all that. We're not the judge, nor the jury. We are God's people. If someone is weak, they're going through some serious stuff, some sin that's got them, something that happened in their lives. We ought to be the first one not to get into the business, but to say, listen, whatever I can do, but matter of fact, I, I know I can't do nothing. But let me tell you, we're going to hold hands together, and we're going to pray. We're going to call on that name that's above all names. His name is Jesus. He can meet every need. How do I know the Bible says in Philippians, that he'll meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. He met my needs this morning. He met your needs this morning. If we live tonight, he'll meet our needs tonight. If you live till in the morning, he'll meet your needs in the morning. When you're down and out and can't get it together, he'll meet your needs. And then he closes. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. That's from the NIV. And if anyone, in verse 3, thinks himself, y'all listen, if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he or she deceives themselves. Oh, I want you to understand that. Sometimes people get saved and they ain't been saved but five minutes, but now they want to tell the world how to live. They ain't figured out how to live either, but they want to show you how bad they are. But I want you to know that the Bible speaks against that. Sometimes we're out of our, 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 our focus. We're out of our place. This happens far too frequently in the church. Far too frequently. Some people have been in church they were born in the church. I don't mean born again. They were born in the church. And now they're born again and they think they know everything. You don't know Jack. That's those people with that sinful pride. You can see them coming. You better be careful. You're allowed to fall over with your head up so high. Uh, as an example, I have observed believers here and in other places who think and act as though they are better than other people, that they know more than the pastor. They know more than the preacher. They know more than anybody. Oh, somebody ought to give them by the hand and start praying for them. They think they're better. They think they're stronger than other people, smarter than other people, wiser than other people. They must not have met my God. 
The Bible says that my God is wise. My God, even by his name, is El Shaddai. That means he's almighty. My God is the God of heaven and earth, and he's created all things, me and you included. That's my God. Maybe they think they're next to him. I don't know. But they are sadly mistaken and afflicted with sinful pride. Remember the warnings of, the, of Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Somebody ought to take notes. And also it is worth repeating Paul's warning as well from 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, that him who thinks he stands, take heed lest he falls. Many believers have fallen. Because they took on the sin of pridefulness, trying to prove that they are this or that. Where is the humility? The Bible declares that we ought to be humble under the hand of God, and at the proper time, he will lift us up. And even when he lifts us up, you ought to still be humble. I'm talking about from preachers from the pulpit to the floor. Nobody's exempt. When we get that way, we're in God's way, and we can be removed. Again, the apostle warns against the false narrative and, and pride for high-mindedness. He says this in Romans 12, 13, and 3, 12 and 3. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with restrained judgment. Actually, I've translated the word, and it was sober judgment in the original. But in the NIV, it says restrained judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. We need to pay attention to the word. Pay attention. If we're going to love one another like God wants us to love one another, dear friends, it will be an awesome sight. And I say we ought to start today. Thank you all. We ought to start today. We ought to first say, Lord, forgive me for not loving my brothers and sisters. Even though that was on my last nerve, Lord, forgive me, because I probably was on their last nerve. But Lord, put us together so we can get off each other's nerve and just be with you. Dear friends, it'll be awesome, wouldn't it? If we really want to learn how to love one another, you must examine not only your work, but actions on the or the lack thereof. Paul from 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves. Now, we looked at that word already. Examine yourself as to whether or you are in the faith. Man, this is, this is our popping here. In other words, we need to take a test. I remember going to school. I hope y'all went to school too, amen. I'm sure y'all had exams. I'm trying to get your attention. And so when we're in the church, we need to look at ourselves. And we need to test ourselves. How are you walking? I'm talking about not walking, putting one foot before the other. But how are you living with Christ? How are you living uh, as a Christian? Are y'all with me so far? N not only that we want to know that, but we want to know other things. You, we need to question ourselves about asking, am I loving my brothers and my sisters as God's words say? Uh, read it for yourself. Go home, read it. And when you do, get a pencil and paper and write down some thoughts that God's going to give you. And if you feel good about them, you can come on and share them with me, and we can preach it all over again, together. Am I loving my brothers and my sisters as God would have it? 
In verse 5, it says, but each one should bear his own load. Yeah, we're going to do our own thing. However, another way of loving one another is laid out in verse 6. Let him who is taught the word. Since I'm standing here, you all have been taught the word. As those of us who teach the Bible study, Dr. Blocker and Dr. Richard, you've been, they are, they're teaching you the word. Not only that, we are preaching the word as well. Not just teaching, it's bo- it means both parts. So let him who is taught the word, that's mean you, you, you all have been taught the word. Share in all good things with who, him who teaches. Did y'all get that? Okay, since you didn't, we're going to do it again. If you're taught the word, share in all good things with him who teaches or preaches, you can say. Well, I'll just put it this way. It appears that Paul is switching gears in verse 6 and beyond, uh, and beyond. But in reality, he touches upon a subject not frequently addressed in the church when speaking about sharing in good things. We, we're talking about good things. We're not talking about things like food. I mean, that's included or, or things like that. No, no, no. We're talking about something else. One important way to bear the burdens of other believers is to share in all good things, including financial support. Now, y'all ain't got to be quiet now. Come on. Yes. In financial report. Look, look it up for yourself. One important way to bear other burdens to those who teach and preach the word is to share all good is including financial support with one who teaches or preaches God's word. I found out, I discovered that if it were not for the Lord, I'd be on the corner with my little back. But you see, I, God don't want me like that. He doesn't want any of his ministers like that. Why? He said, I'll, I'll support you. I'll fix it. And all I got to do is call on the Lord. And then I can't hate anybody. I just got to call on the Lord. Whatever I need, God will work it out. Whatever I desire, God will work it out. It's not about me. It's about the glory of God. But I tell you, he will not allow his servant to not be blessed. I want y'all to get that. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm asking you to look at the Word of God. I'm asking you to do what the Word of God says. I think Christians are the most stingiest people in the world. Why? We don't love one another. We don't do what God said. I'm not saying you got to go write me a check for $100,000. Of course, if you would, I'll, I'll just put that in the bank. <laughs> you know, I'll go on with that. Amen. I thank you. Bless you. Kiss you on the cheek. Praise God. But it's about service. It's about love. Whatever it might be. Now, I'm going to be mad with me, but I'm forgiving you right now up front. Amen. It's going to be all right. And see, Paul kind of lays in there something else. He said, do not be deceived. Don't be fooled. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap He's using an agricultural form, a, 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 a form of speaking. You, see, most of us don't know nothing about no farming. You just, all you know about farming is go to H-E-B and get whatever you need to get. But we talk about those people who know about planting seeds in the ground. But planting seeds in the church is a whole different kind of seed. Because it yields a different kind of yield. But we shall, what we sow, we shall reap. If you sow bad stuff, it's coming back. If you're so good, it's coming back. So I'm here to tell you, I'm going to so good because I want all the good to come back to me. Praise the Lord. 
For he who sows, I'm going to hold on, you got some other stuff here. For he who sows to his flesh, that is, we plant to our own selves. When we please ourselves only, when we, when we sow to our flesh, it will, and the flesh will reap corruption. In other words, it won't do me much good. But he who sows to the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. The blessing come when God blesses us. The blessing come when the Spirit of God blesses us. Listen, we have to grow into what God wants us to do. When we got saved, we didn't know nothing about all of this. But the more, longer you live and you get into your word and you begin to listen to what God says, and you begin to do it, and I'm going to tell you, I've got a secret for you. It's not easy. Because your flesh is going like, no, I don't know about that, bro. We're going to have to hollow that one. Amen. No, you know, you pray and trust God. How many of y'all tired? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Mm-hmm. I like to get real with you. You probably was tired when you only had a little bit of money. And you were feeling pretty good about that. Then God blessing you, you got a big job and you make a whole lot of money. And then you stop tithing. Why? Because it seemed more than you wanted to give. It always seems more, but God always give back more. Let me read this again. Y'all not listen to me. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in verse 9. I, I want you to be encouraged on this. Let us not grow weary or get tired. I've got to make a confession at this point. My pastoral ministry over the years, my chief of staff can attune to that. My executive pastor can testify to that. I was weary. It was just beating me up. All kind of things were happening. We're not going to go into all that. I was just, you know how you feel down? No matter how up you are, you just feel down. But God! I called on the Lord because I, I didn't want to give it up. But I wanted to give I want to be like the, the older sister back in the day. They just throw the handkerchief in. Amen. I, I want to throw two towels in. Chief of staff said, no, dog, you can't do that. So I prayed, and that brother there came. God blessed him. I had a book on my shelf. Said something about transition. He was so kind, we only got the book. Okay, let's get with it. You don't need that book. Somebody will come to your side. Somebody will come to your aid. When you grow weary, somebody's going to come. And that's where the loving one another comes in. When you see that, when you recognize that in a brother or sister, do all you can, first of all, in prayer, and then go and say, listen, I got you. In the world, we'll say, I got your back. Well, go ahead and use that language. I ain't mad at you. Tell them, I got your back. And call them up. Pray with them. Talk to them. Encourage them. Sometimes y'all say amen, but you don't really mean it. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So let us grow not weary. Don't let us grow weary. Sometimes, my friends, those of you that are in ministry, you've got a lot of things going on. 
I'm, I'm preaching to those right now who I know they know who am I talking about. They have lots of ministry things going on. They're giving their lifeblood for it. But they get weary. That's why we need to pray one for another. That's love. They may not even know you praying for them. It don't matter. God knows. And while doing good, don't, don't get weary while doing good. You that are doing good, don't, don't get weary. Keep going. The enemy is going to try to watch at you. He's going, you know what he's going to tell you? Listen, you don't look at them. You know, they're not doing anything. Don't let them talk to you. Tell them go talk to somebody else. For in due season, the scripture says, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I've been there. I've been there many times. And God delivered me every time. Every time. Verse 9 is crucial to your mental and spiritual well-being. We can get so wrapped up in ministry that you fail to be ministered to. I am the number one violator. The ministry of loving one another and doing good can be exhausting. But be encouraged by the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Let me, let me say that again. That's so exciting. Listen, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So keep on going. Keep on going for God. Lastly, therefore we have opportunity. Therefore we have opportunity. Let us do good. All of us. Let us do good. To all, especially of those of the household of faith. Now as we close. The power of love. Loving one another. Those of you who are not believers, you may say to yourselves today that the sermon was not meant for you. I beg to differ. It does. First of all, if you're here online or or in person, God loves you. You may be in your sin, but God loves you. As we learn in our Bible study with our ladies and our men, that God is, is, is he's already had, got the initiative. He's already pursuing you to bless you. Yes, the sermon today is meant for you. How so, you might say. God is love, and he's taken the initiative in pursuing a love relationship with you right now. In other words, he wants to give you eternal life. If you would ask, only ask him. Some of you are sitting on the fence. Some of you are kind of splitting the fence here. You're on one side and the other. I want you to know that God loves you so much. You're not here by happenstance. You're here by God's providence. Why? Just to hear this. He wants you to be saved. So he's written in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Moreover, Paul says, Brethren, I declare to you the gospel 
which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, this is key, I delivered to you, he says, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. My friends, God says we ought to share this word to the whole world. I'm just sharing it with you today and those that are online and further. That God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that becoming a part of the body of Christ, we can learn to love one another. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.